Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody, to 2022. Wow. It's a new year. Some people are doing new year, new me. Some people are doing new year, same me. Whatever. I'm waiting for everybody to see the amount of people in the gym. Ah, we can, we can talk about new year, new me. Yeah, new year, new me. How, is, how, how are you guys doing? Hope you all had um, a, a good holiday season. Um, I hope you had a COVID-free yeah, holiday Yes, very important. A COVID-free holiday season because a lot of people were doing dirty December with COVID. So... Yeah. Also, if you had a a COVID holiday, I hope you are fully recovered and that you are fine. I know a few people who who had it. Maybe like some three or five people. Thankfully, I did not. Well, so far, I've not had it. So I'm thankful. Anyway, Eva, how was your holiday? Well, this was holiday too. What did I do? Aside, aside the game night. Oh, yeah, yeah, the game night was fun. Yeah. It was very fun. And then I think that was one of my highlights of the holidays. Oh, really? Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Please, let's do it again. We'll do it again. Then also, my friends took me to some fufu joints to wear it. Trust me. Good. Ah, ah. I'll, take, I'll take you there one day, okay? Where? The fufu place. Yeah, where? It's at uh, Amelimpe. Oh, okay. I'm sure Mirabel, Mirabel should know the place, so. Okay, I'll ask you. Cool. Surprised she doesn't know the place. Anyways, but yes, how was your holiday? For me, was, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, I relaxed a lot. I really needed it because I felt like I was about to break down. So I really needed like some few, like two or three weeks to just relax and wind down. And I got that. So I'm very excited. Just I was not excited that we had to go back to work very early. <laughs> But anyway, I was really ever excited for it. That gave but me yeah, like yeah. some two days traffic-free commute. So I mean, I couldn't complain. Usually, a journey that's supposed to take thirty minutes usually takes me one hour thirty minutes. So I mean, it was that that's traffic-free two days. It was nice. It was. I was really feeling it. I was like, ah, this is weird. Where is the traffic? There's no traffic. Wow, this is this is nice. You almost missed the traffic, eh? This is almost. nice. I didn't miss it, but you see, like you've been living with something for a long time. When it's not there, it's weird. Even if it's a bad yeah, it. or it's like an annoying it. thing. If it's not there, it's, it's like ah, <laughs> where is the traffic? Anyway, um, a lot to talk about today. Maybe not a lot, a lot, but some capacity. Yeah. So this year, 2022, there are quite a number of competitions that are going to take place. About one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight competitions. 
well that I know of or like yeah that I know of so the first um, is the Asian Women's Cup which is going to take place in India from the 20th of January to the 6th of February and then we have the Africa Women's Cup of Nations coming up in Morocco in July, from July 2nd to July. That man, you will come to that later. <laughs> come to that later. From July 2nd to July 23rd, then um, the women's, UEFA Women's Euro will be happening in that same month, also July, from July 6th to July 31. Also in July, Copa America Feminina from July 8th July 30. So three major continental championships happening in in July. Then in August, we have the FIFA Under-20 Women's World Cup from August 8 to August 18 in Costa Rica. And then uh, we have the FIFA Under-17 Women's World Cup in India in October, from the 11th of October to the 31st. Uh, and then I believe somewhere in February, uh, we will have the She Believes Cup with the USA, Iceland, New Zealand, and Czech Republic. So that's like a whole new lineup for the She Believes Cup. As you know, usually you have like, I mean, so there's always been like Brazil, France, I think Australia. Hey, has Australia played in before? I'm not going to say that. Can, I'm not sure. I think I'm not sure of Australia, but I know can, Canada too. Canada has. Yes. Hey, no. Hey, what are we saying? Please, France, France, England, usually are there. Also Brazil, but um, this year they they are not going to be there. Obviously, maybe because of uh, COVID. Um, but now France also has their own tournament, uh, the Tournoi de France. I hope I pronounced that well. Um, that's going to feature France, the Netherlands, Brazil, and Finland. And um, unfortunately, there's not going to be a Cyprus Cup this year uh, due to COVID. It was cancelled due to COVID. So hopefully next year there will be one. So um these are the tournaments that are lined up for this year. So wait, she believes Cup. Germany have been there, France uh-huh. have been there, England has been there, Spain has been there, mm-hmm. Brazil has been there, Japan mm-hmm. has been there, mm-hmm. Canada has been there, mm-hmm. and Argentina have been there. Mm-hmm. So Canada, crazy. Argentina, Spain have been there once. Mm. Japan, Brazil have been there twice. Mm-hmm. Germany, France have been there three times. Yes. And England have been there five times. So the only team that is always there is USA because it's their tournament. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this year, none of those teams, a whole different lineup for that. So, so that would be exciting Czech, to watch. Iceland, New Zealand. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, so um, the women's uh, Asian Women's Cup, Women's Asian Cup, 
uh, in India. Um, that's obviously for the for the for the for the nations in Asia or in the AFC. Uh, China holds the record as the most successful country in that tournament with eight titles. Uh, the current defending champions is Japan, and uh, this was their last. I mean, the last edition when they won it was their second title. And this tournament also serves as the qualification, Asian qualification for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup, which will take place next year in Australia and New Zealand. Looking forward to that. Um, the countries which are going to be participating in that competition are China, Chinese, Taipei, India, Iran. Japan, Myanmar, Australia, Indonesia, Thailand, Philippines, South Korea, and Vietnam. So, Eva, who do you think is going to win? <laughs> I, mean, I can pick probably two countries. Australia, uh, India. Did you say Australia and England in India? Yeah, I said India. You Japan is there. You didn't say Japan. China is there. You didn't say China. I didn't say China. I know. You know me. You know me. I always pick upsets. So please, please, please leave me and let me pick my upset. 2022, you are still picking upsets. Yo. Thank you. I've actually not seen India play. Have you seen India play? I'm just... No. No, I have not. I just hope we can actually get to watch. I have not. Well, um, yeah, hopefully. If uh, you wanted to say something about the outcome. The outcome? The outcome that Ghana is not playing. Oh, I'm yes. sure the world knows. The world is away. What's Ghana is not going. I mean, it's not even the going that worries me. Then is the word. It's, I mean... I said, like, it worries me. But also when, when they play the return leg, right, and we won by one goal. You Did you read the interview? I was there. See, I've been forgotten. Sorry, you I, were there. I was there. there with George, right? Oh, no. Yes, with George. You were, okay. The coming, when the I interview... Even, I, read, I even asked the question, and my other friend said that hey this question yeah it's that question that question anyway is that tell you that what the important thing was you won the match so if you didn't if you are not going to play what is the point of playing that competition like playing the the match to win is it not match is it not to win and move to the next round and play and qualify for the outcome no it's to win the match Then why not play a friendly match against Nigerian wins? It's to win the match. Hmm. But we needed yeah, to win the match. Yeah, what, what, we needed to win the match so that what will happen? So that we win the match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ghana is not there, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, the outcome will watch. Either way, I'll watch. Either way, I'll watch. So. Mm. At least now that they televise the Kafumet Champions League, we just hope that 
they will also televise it as well. Because me, I watched all my Kafumen Champions League game on Super Sports. Mm. And I didn't I didn't suffer to watch any game. So for once. They, for once. So they might as well just continue that to 2020. We don't yeah. want 10 steps. So anyway, yeah. second round of competitions will take place from the 14th to the 23rd of February 2022. Yeah, that's the second and the last round of uh, qualifiers. <clears throat> so Uganda will be playing Kenya. Djibouti will be playing Burundi. Zambia will play Namibia. Zimbabwe will play Botswana. Hmm. Interesting. South Africa will play Algeria. Tunisia, Tunisia will play Equatorial Guinea. Togo against Gabon. Cameroon against Gambia. Senegal versus Mali. That will be an interesting game, in my opinion. Guinea-Bissau versus Burkina Faso. Nigeria versus, wow, Ivory Coast. Hmm. Yeah. So, any who's... <laughs> For the winners of these games, eight, how many? And two, three, four, five. Eleven. Sorry. Eleven games. There are twelve teams down in their thing. So eleven. The eleven winners will join Morocco uh, at the Alcon later this year. Sadly, Ghana is not going to be there. Uh, Cameroon is also not going to be. Uh, Cameroon? Hey, Cameroon is there. Cameroon is playing Gambia. But it's just Ghana that we are not there. Ghana Peru. Ghana pair that we didn't we didn't go. So it was either no, 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 no. It's just Ghana pair that didn't go to the next round because this one, if Gambia wins over Cameroon, that means Cameroon is also not going. Cameroon is not going. If Ivory Coast wins over Nigeria, it means Nigeria is not going. If Senegal wins over Mali, it means Mali is not going. If Algeria wins over South Africa, it means South Africa is not going. That means that you have South Africa, Nigeria. I'll be surprised if that happens. I'll be surprised if. South Africa doesn't go. That's very Anyway, me, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. So that's next next month, um, from the 14th to the 23rd. Oh, so, Valsley, huh? Yeah, people yeah. will cry. <laughs> yeah, so that should be good. Uh, anyway, moving on to some more interesting record breaking, vibrant record breaking news. Ramdan referee Salima Mukansagan. Mukasanga. Mukasanga. Hey, hey, F-Y- wait, wait, wait. Mukan- Mukan- Sanaga. Mukansanaga. Please, we are sorry if you pronounce the name more. Can somebody also show us how to pronounce it? Thank Salima you very much. Mukansanaga will become the first female referee to officiate at the uh, African Cup of Nations, which is kicking off today. So that's the men's version of the Alcon. Kicking off today, um, the 33-year-old referee officiated at the recent CAF Women's Champions League. She has also officiated at the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, She officiated uh, in the recent one, so 2020 Olympics, and 
has also officiated at the 2019 Women's World Cup and at, previously at the Africa Women's Cup of Nations. So that's kudos to her. I mean, yeah. I hope she does a, a good job. I'll watch all of the matches that she officiates in. Hopefully, if she makes, okay, not hopefully, but I'm just putting it out there that if she makes a mistake or makes some wrong calls, nobody should come and say that, hey, that's for women referees there. And mm, we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. It's, it's so annoying. This whole narrative of when, like maybe male players or male referees make like bad calls is like, it's an individual who gets sick for it. But if it's a woman, not like, it is all women. Or misses a kick or something. Oh, the whole women's the whole gender of women is in trouble. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It should be so that, that. that Salima Mukan Samnaga will be wrapping at the AFCON, kicking off today. If I will watch AFCON. I watch I watch today's game. Because daddy wants a counterpart with football, you know. As I'm in the house, you are watch with him. Okay, cool. Then from there, we decide. Probably just let's see, let's see how it goes. Cool. What do you think? How do you think the Black Stars will? Let's just let me just ask you, how do you think the Black Stars will perform in this half? I don't really care. Oh, you, can't, you can't be bothered. <laughs> 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 That I'm bad. sorry, but I cannot be bothered. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, that's just my. The love hasn't come back. The love hasn't come back. I cannot yeah, be bothered to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I will, sorry. I will watch their games if I can, but it's not you like yeah, it's not like uh, can 2008 or like uh, 2010 World Cup. That's. Oh, like them? <laughs> no, no. Maybe the twenty fourteen World Cup. No, the twenty fourteen World Cup. That's the one. That, why are we? Been? That's the one that they went to do that whole money saga. Please let's continue. Please, let's just, we are not talking just, about the black stars. We are not talking about the black stars. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let's so just, next, next. I think the, the yeah. So uh, actually, the the the. Nominees came out in November, but the awards show will take place uh, this month on the 17th. Um, so um, we are only going to look at the women's categories. So the first is the, the best FIFA women's player. So we have... Okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm waiting. Are they not supposed to do like just three or something? Yeah. Um, supposed to be just three. Okay. The finalist. Uh huh. Found it. All right. So, uh, the FIFA, the best um awards. The award show is, is taking place uh, on the 17th of this month, and the three uh, finalists for each of the categories have been announced. 
Um, so for the best FIFA women's player, the nominees as shortlisted uh, in November were Stina Blackstinius, plays for Sweden, and BK Hacken. Aitana Bonmati, Spain, FC Barcelona. Lucy Bronze, Lucy Bronze. Yeah, my number one. Bronze, yeah, Lucy Bronze, England and Manchester City. Magdalena Eriksson, Sweden and Chelsea. Uh, Caroline Graham Hansen, Norway and Barcelona. Daniela Hada, Denmark and Chelsea. Jennifer Hermoso, Spain and Barcelona. Jisoo Young, Jisoo Young, Korea Republic <laughs> and Chelsea. Sam Kerr of Australia and Chelsea, Vivian Midema of the Netherlands and Arsenal, Alexia Putellas of Spain and Barcelona, uh, Christine Sinclair, eh, Christine Sinclair of Canada and the Portland Thorns, and Ellen White of England and Manchester City. Uh, who are the three finalists? The three finalists are. Uh... Jennifer Hermoso of FC Barcelona and Spain, Sam Kerr, Australia, Chelsea, FC Women, Alexia Tutelas, Spain, FC Barcelona. Those are the final three. Who do you think is going to win? <sighs> I really don't. I think Alexia Tutelas is going to take it. She won the last one, right? No, she won the Ballon d'Or. She won the Ballon d'Or. Yes. Maybe say yeah, probably. I'm, I'm sure she won. But I'm just happy to see some care in the mix. Why? Because like she's really performed in the previous year with Chelsea. And I mean, I just think she deserves to be there this time in the finalist. I don't know how they chose it. If the journalist picked at the end or they did it plus the voting. Yeah, I don't know. The judges said them plus the voting. Yeah, I'm just happy she's there. All right, cool. Uh, next category, the best FIFA women's goalkeeper. Uh, the shortlisted nominees were Anne-Kathrin Berger of Germany and Chelsea. Um, Christiane Endler of Chile and PSG slash Lyon. Yeah, I think she plays for Lyon now, right? Yeah. And then um, Stephanie Labbe of Canada and PSG. Hedvig Lindahl of Sweden and Atletico de Madrid. Feminino and Alessandra of USA and Chicago Red Stars. Finalist. Yes, please. The finalist uh Rambo, please. <laughs> <laughs> Anne Katrin Berger of Germany and Chelsea. Christiane Endela of Chile. Leon and Stephanie Lynn. Marie Labby of Canada, uh, PSG. Hey, her name is Plateau. 
But you know Vivian, Medeba's name is like more than hers. And she doesn't even have Vivian in her name. We thank God we just know Vivian. Who do you think is going to win? I don't know. This one, this one I can't pick. I cannot. As for me, I want Anne Catherine Berger to get it. To get it. Why? She was phenomenal last season for Chelsea. Uh uh. She was she was really good. I mean, Are you asked me why, so I'm asking you why. Well, yeah, okay, well, okay, well, to be fair, she's really the only player I I watched last season. I didn't really watch any of the others. Last season, so maybe, maybe some of them did better than she did, but okay, maybe this is like quite a biased opinion, but that's what it is, an opinion. So, yeah. 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 And then the last uh, category, the best FIFA women's coach, the nominees were Louis or Luis Cortez of Spain and FC Barcelona. Um, Tita Gadsen. Okay, no, Luis Cortez is Spanish, but he's the coach of FC Barcelona. Peter Gadsen, Swedish and coach of the Swedish national team. Emma Hayes, uh, from England, coach of Chelsea FC women. Beverly Priestman, uh, of England, uh, coach of the Canadian national team. And then Serena Bigman, uh, she's from the Netherlands. And um, in the end, I review, she was the coach of the Dutch national team and then later became coach of the English uh, national team. So if I were the three finalists. Luis Cortez, coach of FC Barcelona. Emma Hayes, coach of Chelsea FC women. <laughs> Serena. Vigman, coach of the English national team. One of them should win. What I find, I mean, Beverly Priestman should have been in the final three. Yeah. Because Canada, didn't Canada, Canada win the uh, uh, Olympics? Olympics, yeah. She coached Canada. Who would have thought that Canada would win the Olympics? I mean, come on. Yeah, I get it. True, 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 true. true. Come on. I think she she deserves to be in the in the final three. I'm just saying because yeah, she does. She deserves she, to be there. She she does. I'm surprised she wasn't there anyway. It's but. outrageous. But I won the the women's champions league. Yeah. Yes. It's, 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 it's outrageous. Well, I don't know. I think she should have been there. But anyway, of the three finalists, me yeah, are root for my Chelsea and my horse. Yeah. So that's that for the uh, FIFA The Best uh, Awards. And then just a little bit of a bit of um, news around some of the leagues. 
the Ghana Women's Premier League is in season. Um, uh, we are in week four. To be honest, I haven't really watched any of the games. This season, I have not really followed it because I've been like busy with so many other things. So there's hardly any time for me to watch football nowadays. Um, even to be on Twitter, there's hardly any time for me to be on Twitter nowadays. <laughs> so like, I most of my football stuff from Twitter. So if I'm not there, it means I'm not really following. So yeah, yeah no, it's true. Mika. Yeah. So but anyway, I go and meet plenty of notifications. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's. I think the Nigerian uh, league is also in 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 season. Uh, they've played a couple of games. Um, in other European leagues, uh, the WSL has some games that have have been postponed due to COVID. Yeah, is it yeah. late now? Due to yeah, COVID. I mean, that's fair. COVID is a lot of people are getting COVID nowadays. COVID is COVID. I don't it's know. COVID-ing. This COVID it has come to worry you because, hmm, you know, it has really come to worry. But, anyway, it's the, the most important thing is that um, the players yeah, are safe. So, yeah, so in the WSL, Arsenal are currently to pop the table and uh, with four points play of Chelsea, who's the second. Chelsea, did you hurry up and come over the class now? Of course. I mean, what they are waiting for. That's what they are waiting for. Um, and then over to Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Arabia, they're making history with an inaugural women's league. So that's good to know. I'm always excited when um, new leagues pop up. Um, so actually, uh, their league will come into an end soon. Um, uh, I think uh, with the with the format, um, the country is divided into three regions: so western, central, and eastern. Each region battles out battles it out in the regular season, and the top top teams advance the national playoffs. So, yeah. If, the top three teams from the Western and Central. Yeah, so the top three teams from the Western and Central regions, along with the top two from the Eastern region, will battle it out in the national championship. Um, a club, one club, uh, Jeddah Eagles, two clubs actually, Jeddah Eagles and Al Yamamah have already booked their spot in the semi finals. The winner of the league will take home $80,000. Second place will take $67,000. And third place will take $53,000. Additionally, $2,700 will go to the best goalkeeper, the best player, and the top scorer. So they'll each get $2,700. That's that's cool. That's good. Good. Sorry, Arabia. Yeah. That's good. Very soon they'll be beating Ghana. Uh, yeah, very soon their national team will be beating Ghana. Normal. Uh, uh, yeah. And also in Northern Ireland, um, they are taking gradual but effective steps in professionalizing their women's football league. 
And um, in that regard, um, Jessica Foy uh, became the first player to sign a professional contract with Glentron Football Club. Um, it is reported that the club will make provisions for their teammates to follow suit. And um, the country is still in the developmental phase of, of the women's game. So um, it's good that they are, they are taking steps to to make their league professional, to make their players full-time professional players. And the Ireland, Northern Ireland, hey, is it Northern Ireland or Ireland? Northern Ireland. Yeah, they they will they are, they are set to play in the Euros. So yeah, we should look out for them in the Euros. Um, last but not the least, something that um, if I mentioned at the last minute that we should sort yeah. of touch on um, because I think it, it made the conversation or that narrative will be relevant. As the women's game grows. So, um, if you've been following the AFCON or news around the AFCON, um, a number of the European, the Premier League clubs, not the entire Europe, mainly the Premier League clubs, um, they, were, they, they, were, they were complaining about the AFCON that uh, the timing of the AFCON isn't suitable for them uh, in in terms of releasing their players to come play for the the AFCON. Some release their players up uh, two days, three days up to the start of the competition. So a lot of the national teams, they don't have their full squad to in camp uh, to prepare fully. And there's been this whole air of um I don't know if I would say superiority on the part of the European clubs or the Premier League clubs towards the, the Africa African. and towards the African. Because at first they said, oh uh, COVID. At first when when uh, the you know the this started, it was around oh COVID, uh, safety, whatever. Um, and then people were also saying about the current um, crisis that Cameroon is going through. Um, the, I think there's a civil war um, between the Anglophone regions and the Francophone regions. So there's all of that hanging around. But then I think it all, I mean, yeah, that's a valid point. But I think it's all boils down to the, the clubs not being willing to release their players. And then people are like, oh, um, half should really look at the timing for the AFCON because every time there comes play AFCON, these the the clubs make noise about oh the timing is not good, whatever. And but, the middle um, of the season. Yeah, in the middle of the season. But then the thing is the the one or the main defense for the timing of the uh, the AFCON this year is because of the weather in Cameroon. So usually, I mean. The two continents have different weathers. So the European summer is not the same as the African summer. Some some countries in Africa have their summers in July, June. Some have it in January or whenever. And now the you know with climate change and everything, even here in Ghana, if I this year the weather has been weird because it's supposed to be dry in 
November, December, January, and it's, it's been raining. So obviously the mm. is changing now. But anyway, um, and they're having calls for CAF to do something about it. But I am just looking at it from this point that the women's game is also developing. It's following a similar pathway to the men's game where um, the dominant nations, the dominant clubs are Eurocentric or from Europe. Um, and Africa is kind of like at the bottom because people don't even regard our tournament. I mean, that's for that one. There's a lot of factors. I think CAF also does a lot to head African football, but that's for CAF. Yeah, a whole other conversation. It's a whole just, other conversation, not today. Yeah, so I'm just thinking about the fact that, yeah, the women's football, women's football space seems to be following the footsteps of the men's game because currently the top nations are from Europe, um, are from, um, yeah, I mean, the exception, you would say, I would say is maybe America. Because in the men's game, America is not really a top nation, but in the women's game, they are the top nation. But then again, the top nations are from the global north. So Europe, North America, um, I mean, the South American nations are also quite good. I mean, look at Brazil, look at uh, Chile, Colombia. Um, some of the Asian teams are also good. But then Africa is at the bottom because if you pair an African team with a, a USA or a Germany or whatever, nine times out of ten, <laughs> the USA or the Germany will come. And, and um, a lot of our players are also uh, uh, increasingly going to Europe, going to Asia. To, to play in their clubs. Yeah, to play. Um, recently, we saw that Evelyn Bidu, um, the top scorer there, African women's uh, Cup of Nations from Hazakas okay. Ladies here in Ghana has been signed to play in in, in Norway. Yeah, obviously, yeah. that's understandable yeah. because obviously the, maybe the conditions are better there, it's good exposure, etc. So I'm just thinking that in 10 years' time... Oh, that is too coming, far. That is too far. Yes, in like, four, in like four or five years. Four, four or five is too much. I think 10 is fine. So in, in 10 years' time, right, let's say we are coming to play Alcorn. Um, we have a lot of our African players playing overseas. Maybe the timing of, of the Alcorn is in the middle of the European season or the American season or the Asian season, whichever. Do you, I mean, is it, is it, um, I don't know what word to say, but is it likely that we would see this kind of all oh, clubs are not willing to release their African players coming play in Alcon because it's uh, they will lose out on on the players. Maybe if the players are quite instrumental to the club, which in the case of the Premier League clubs, they kind of are, or they yeah. are. Yeah. I mean, look at Liverpool, like money, yeah. money. Salah, Salah, Keita. Chelsea, you look at Edward Mendy, uh, and, 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 and the rest. So I'm just thinking, I mean, will we see that 
quote-unquote problem in the women's game to come in, in, in 10 years? If it's, I, it's, it's, it's possible. I mean, if not for anything, even if we go back to the outcome that was played in Ghana, right? Mm. I spoke in 2018, I spoke to some of the players and like people that know the players closely, right? And mm-hmm. some players were also released like days to the competition. Do you know the reasons some of the reasons why they were released days to the competition? Well, some of them said, as you are seeing, like the league, there was a very important game, they needed them to play. Oh, there was a competition that the players had to be there because for the players, they can win and go forward. And it happened. Some players were released the days into. And imagine coming from a club competition, like you've been playing back-to-back or like every two days, every three days, and you arrive in Ghana and you have a competition. I mean, you're already, you're already tired. And we saw some players had injuries in the final game. Because of that, we we missed some players and we lost in that game, if you remember clearly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We didn't go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they were they had already played competitions and they came just a few days. And actually, when they came, they also forced to show up for the nation. But, I mean, they overstressed themselves and some of them got injured and we couldn't move ahead. So, mm-hmm. I can say it's already happening. But we need to start addressing it now because at what cost are we always going to have our individual players doing so well in their clubs and then as a nation, like we are just going down. Mm. I really think it's something we have to address. Yeah, but typically the outcome so far has been posted at the end of the year. So like November, December, which... Um, well, I know for the US, they don't play. They are not Around season in November. Their season ends in October, or they are even like their regular season ends even in August, September. The October is for their championships, and there are not all the clubs. Okay. It's just six clubs now, previously four. But um, maybe yeah, for the European leagues, I can see maybe the W the the WSL. Um, I think in the winter they still play or something. So um, yeah, I'm, I I I just hope it doesn't that doesn't become a problem. Even if it does, that um, there will not be this air of oh Africa dear like <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also know. think like um. Viera was saying in an interview, right? I don't know if you listened to that interview. Yeah, the uh, Crystal Palace coach. Yeah. That is he. They regard the AFCON in a certain way because honestly, he doesn't think most of these media people have come to actually cover the game. So from not, from, from from Europe, you mean? Yeah, from Europe. That such media people from Europe have not said, I'm going to cover the AFCON. So then they really can't regard it that much. So he was putting a challenge to them that they should actually come cover the AFCON for themselves and see how 
important is this and not just brush it off. Mm. Because you can't say when you are playing Copa America, you are going to say that I'm not going to let Messi go home. I'm not going to let Di Maria go. You can't say it's not, it doesn't happen like that. And maybe it benefits both. Yeah, but uh, I think the Copa America usually is played when they're on break. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So maybe it benefits the clubs. So then there's not really much of an issue. Okay, so then how can it also be- benefit us in Africa here? How can it benefit Well, us? people are saying that, okay, then we should say the AFCON in the African summer. But it turns out a lot of sub-Saharan countries in the June, July, that's basically in our rainy season. It's only maybe the North Africans that in June, July, the weather is fine. But here it rains a lot in June, July. Yeah. But like I mentioned earlier, too, the weather patterns are changing. So it could be that the next time, the next uh, oh. Afghan in June, July, in what, whichever country it's in, it might not rain that much. Yes, I, I, well, I don't know about other countries, whether their, yeah, their weather see, is changing um, as much as this. Like the World Cup, the coming World Cup, right? Yes. It's in Qatar. Yes. Okay. And this one time, it has been moved because of the weather condis- conditioning. Yeah, but that's the, that's the World Cup, though. Exactly. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that Afcon is, is, is the World Cup. I'm just saying that if we are looking at all these different... Um, yeah, well, yeah. I, that's even why... The, because of that's the... That's even why the AFCON for Cameroon was moved to this early, I mean, in January. That's also why, because exactly. of the so, weather in Cameroon in June, July. Yes, so it's not like um, we always play in this time. Yes. So it's because of this one time the well, country that is being played. We played in January a couple times. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like for right now, we, we, Cameroon is hosting, right? Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. And even if the civil war was an issue, could we have moved it to another country? Maybe not. That's why it's still Cameroon. And this is the best time for us to play in Cameroon. According to what everybody's saying, this is the best time to play. So, because of certain reasons that we can't control, we have to play it at this time. So, it shouldn't be that we are trying to um, make things difficult for these European clubs or any situation like that. It is for the country that we are hosting. Now, if we've done this a couple of times and we still get these restrictions and this, uh, your players, I don't want to release players, players come this to the competition, all those things. Then maybe before we pick the next country to host, we must really look at all these options. I think that has been, well, I don't know if they've picked already, but so maybe just... uh maybe some lessons to learn uh, for for the women's game with this particular issue. That is, if, like I said, if um, it becomes an issue. if a lot of African players are playing um, overseas and they are quite instrumental to the success of their clubs, we will see if that, that becomes an issue like it is in the men's game. But yeah, 
anyway. So that was I just that was just becomes the, an actual issue. We should just look at all these things yeah. and try and you know, make it yeah. an issue. So that was just the by the way thing. So um guys, let's hear your thoughts about this. We'd love, love to hear your thoughts upon this. So you can tweet at us or send us an email. Um, yeah. All right, good. And send so, us on ADM as well. Yeah. So uh, I think it comes to the end of the episode today. And as always, thank you for listening to the episode. If you haven't listened to our previous episode, you should. You should also check out um, our previous previous episodes if you have previous previous episodes and um we will come your way in two weeks yeah all right yeah what's it for me to say what to not say to not to downstay you see all right so um have a wonderful week and uh yeah stay safe all right Bye.